I'm Marcus from Connect, and today we are going to talk about the best mortgage you can get in Canada right now. So much uncertainty in the market with interest rates. We're going to talk about where interest rates could go, how that will affect your mortgage, and which product out there is the best mortgage product to take right now. This is a little more serious, a little more analytical than most of our shows are, but I think it's critical. If you like this type of information, subscribe, like, make sure the Google algorithms are happy with us pushing out our information to more and more people. We really appreciate you listening. Obviously, if you have any more questions, just leave a comment below and we'll be happy to get to them right away. We've run some analysis on where rates are going, where they could possibly go. Matt has an opinion and I have an opinion. So for the purposes of our show today, I am taking a very conservative approach to interest rates. So a trajectory that the Bank of Canada is going to raise again and hold rates there for some time, like end of 2004, and then start dropping rates, but dropping them slowly. So that's kind of like the tough Bank of Canada approach. And Matt is taking a softer Bank of Canada approach. So we'll call it a more optimistic viewpoint that interest rates aren't going to go up another 25 basis points and they're going to fall a little bit sooner and a little bit more dramatically than my case. And then we're going to run those two scenarios against all of the products that are in the market right now. So let's dive right into it. We're going to take an example of a client that has an $800,000 mortgage with a 30-year amortization. This is an insurable mortgage. So it means that the client is able to access lower interest rates in the marketplace. If you're shopping for a mortgage right now, it can be confusing. There are insured rates, insurable rates, and uninsured rates. Unfortunately, uninsured rates are a little bit higher because the amount of competition for those rates is less. They do not carry CMHC or Canada Guarantee or Genworth's new company, Sagan's insurance on them. And as such, fewer lenders are, are competing in that space. It makes the cost of the money a little bit cheaper. It doesn't carry the guarantee with it, obviously. So when you're searching for a mortgage, if the home that you have is worth more than $1 million, then you're very likely going to be in the uninsured mortgages. So a little bit higher rate, but we're going to talk about that also today. So our client has an insured or insurable mortgage, $800,000 on a 30-year amortization. Our borrower has options, right? You have options right now, whether you're looking to renew your mortgage or get a new mortgage, you're probably considering taking a variable rate, a one-year fixed rate, a two-year fixed rate, a three-year fixed rate, or a five-year fixed rate. Each one of these options are going to have net benefits and costs depending on how quickly interest rates rise or stay elevated. And that's what we're going to dive into. So let's look first at the one-year. The best one-year rate on the market right now that Connect has access to, that anybody has access to, is 6.59%. That means a monthly payment of about five grand and $60,000 a year in interest. Let's chart that. Okay, so what we've got here is we've charted the one-year fixed rate at 659 against two scenarios for the variable rate. So this is going to help us to immediately disqualify the one-year fixed rate as an option. One-year fixed rates are very expensive right now. They're expensive because there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market as to what's going to happen, and people will pay a premium for a shorter-term rate. If you are looking to get into a mortgage, a variable rate will serve you better than a one-year fixed 
fixed rate. We can almost immediately disqualify the one-year fixed rate as an option because a variable rate mortgage, even with a very conservative viewpoint as to what's going to happen with the Bank of Canada, you can see that red line on the top at no point is lower than the variable rate product, right? Your variable rate product, if you're in, um, you know, whether you're conservative or optimistic on what's going to happen with the Bank of Canada, he's always going to be lower than that one-year fixed rate. So a lot of people that I hear speak about it say, I'm going to take a one-year fixed rate mortgage because I am worried about where interest rates are going to go. Don't worry. Even if interest rates rise by 50 basis points, you're probably still going to be better off taking a variable rate. So let's disqualify the one-year fixed rate right away. The second option that we're going to look at is the two-year fixed rate. Now this is, you can see right away, right? Like the interest rate on the two-year is 5.84%. That is significantly cheaper than our one-year fixed rate, and we're going to see some savings with this two-year rate. So monthly payments, $4,600 on that $800,000 loan amount, annual payment, $56,000. That's principal and interest on 30 years. Let's have a look at the chart for this one. So this is our two-year fixed rate. Now you can see that two-year fixed rate provides some savings, even with an optimistic viewpoint. So that optimistic green line that you see dropping is a variable rate mortgage with an optimistic viewpoint that interest rates are going to be coming down over the next 36 months. So you can see with that, that little white gray line, the two-year product is cheaper than the variable rate mortgage by a certain margin. So we've got the variable rate mortgage at 6%, prime minus 120. So for the first three quarters of this product from today's date out, you're going to be saving money with that two-year rate. And then Matt, with his optimistic viewpoint on what's going to happen with the Bank of Canada, we're going to see rate drop after three quarters. So just before one, the one-year mark, towards the end of 2024, we see drop in interest rates. And as a result, you begin to be better off with a variable rate mortgage than with the two-year fixed rate mortgage. When you compare that two-year fixed rate to the conservative approach, with interest rates staying elevated for a little longer. So popping up 25 basis points and holding there for the bulk of 2024, you see that you're saving money with the two year. So if you want to play it safe, the two year is not a bad option, right? If you're a little bit more worried about interest rates staying elevated for a longer period of time, then you should probably be looking at a two year fixed rate that will give you a significant amount of savings over the first 24 months of your mortgage. And then you'll flip into a variable rate mortgage. So all of these assumptions are you take the two year and then you flip into a variable rate or you take the one year and you flip into a variable rate. The one year, there's really no benefit to the two year. If you're on a conservative viewpoint for interest rates really shows some savings there. Over that two-year period, you're saving about 60 basis points on that interest rate. And then you're flipping into a variable rate to take advantage of what we all believe to be the successive rate drops that we'll see once the economy slows down and that inflation comes out of the market. So I just want to ask you, Marcus, I just want to clarify, if you were looking for a mortgage today, you being the conservative mindset, a two-year mortgage, two-year option looks like a good option for you right now. Definitely. Yeah. The two-year, so it all depends on how conservative you want to be, but I would say that the two-year, if you are conservative, provides you with 60 basis points worth of savings. If you are more on the optimistic side that interest rates are going to fall sooner, you probably don't want to bother with the two-year product. Okay, so let's look now at a three-year fixed rate. I've got to say that everything 
everything that I'm hearing from our borrowers and things that I've been reading online, the three-year is really growing in popularity. And for good reason. You can see first off, the three-year gets you a little bit lower on the rate. You're 30 basis points lower. You're at 5.54. So just comparing that right now to the best variable rate product that you can get on the market, you are, instead of paying 6%, you're at 5.54. So let's look, let's chart this now, this 554, let's chart the three-year against the variable rate options on an optimistic and a conservative viewpoint on interest rates that we were talking about. Again, you can see that straight line right across. That's the three-year fix. So for three years, you are locked in. 554, you are not moving. If you look at it and compare it to the conservative viewpoint on interest rates, you can see that for two and a half years, you are saving money by taking a three-year fixed rate. So the total net Net savings we've calculated on taking the best three year product as opposed to the variable rate product is about one and a half percent. You can see, even with the conservative viewpoint, as you get out towards the end of that three year, you're going to give back some of that savings because the variable rate product will dip below that three year rate product. The optimistic viewpoint of reducing interest rates, and I should say that optimistic viewpoint means the economy slows down more than is anticipated and requires more stimulus, and the Bank of Canada reacts by dropping interest rates faster than is generally expected. But if you are of that mindset, then three years not the product for you. You can see there's some savings in the first couple quarters. And then after that, you know, you flatten out with the three year and then that variable rate starts getting successively better and better and better. And there are no net savings. So uh, again, we ran the numbers on that. On the three year, you are saving, as we said, 150 basis points, 1.5% against a conservative estimation on where interest rates are going. And you are losing 2.1%, 210 basis points if we have more rate drops sooner. They say it's a fool's errand to guess where interest rates are going to go 12, 24 months out. We're guessing them 36 months out. I don't know if we're going to follow this exact trajectory of conservative or optimistic. But the purpose of this is I think we're going to fall somewhere in between here. So it lets you Think about where you feel the economy is going and what you see happening. And then you can say whether you're like a little, you want to take a little more risk on where interest rates are going or a little less risk on where interest rates are going. And we can personalize this for you. But really what I want to show you here is that a three-year fixed rate I think regardless, if we end up somewhere in between conservative and optimistic, he's going to afford you with the most savings in comparison to a variable rate product. Obviously, the five-year is the conservative approach, right? You're going to be in at 4.89%. You can see how dramatic that rate drop is. And that is a response to bond yields. It's a response to the belief that we're going to see these rate drops coming in the kind of 24 months from now, 36 months from now, 48 months from now. We'll be in a much lower interest rate environment than we are right now. You're going to get the benefit of that in that five-year fixed rate mortgage. So for the next 36 months that we chart this one too. For the next 36 months, if if you're looking at the conservative approach to what's going to happen to interest rates, the five-year fixed rate for 36 months is going to barbecue the variable rate, right? Like the amount of net savings associated with taking it is over 3% on your loan amount. On an $800,000 mortgage, that's $24,000 in interest savings alone. On the optimistic approach to interest rate reductions, 
It's about neutral. So over the next 36 months, it's a net negative of 20 basis points. And again, like it's very unlikely that we're going to follow either the conservative or the optimistic. We're going to fall somewhere in between. So that five-year fixed rate over that 36 months is going to win. The problem with the five-year fixed rate is 36 months from now, we are going to be in a lower interest rate environment. I think it's very widely accepted. You will be either looking to break that five-year fixed rate mortgage, or you'll be in a mortgage rate that is significantly higher than what the market is at that point in time. So you have to assess whether or not you feel that interest rates are going to be so significantly lower that you'll have to break your mortgage, which is going to cost a fortune. Because if you remember interest rate differential penalties, they're like the evil draconian tool that lenders use in order to recoup capital when you break the mortgage, right? It's the difference between the interest rate that you're paying and the interest rate on a mortgage product that has the same maturity as you have left. So you'll be competing if you want to break it three years out. They'll be comparing your 4.89% five-year fixed rate mortgage to whatever the lowest two-year fixed rate product is. That spread will probably be 2% on your loan amount. It's a $16,000 penalty. So if you're saving 3% in interest over the first 36 months, and then you have to give back 2%, you got to make sure that it's worthwhile. So I don't, I think although the five-year fixed rates is really conservative approach, if you really believe that interest rates are going to stay elevated longer, if you believe that the new normal is higher interest rates, then you may have a bias towards that five-year fixed rate mortgage. Personally, I do not believe in the new normal. I think the new normal is bullshit. I've said it many times on the show before, Matt, but we are in a weird time, right? Interest rates have stayed higher than anybody thought for a longer period of time. They've gone higher faster than anyone would have ever thought. So maybe they stay higher. I mean, it'll torch the economy, but who knows? I think we saw some good inflation readings out yesterday that would lead us to believe that we may be somewhere in between the conservative and the optimistic trajectories that we're seeing on that variable rate mortgage, which still leads me to the three-year fixed rate, but the five-year fixed rate shouldn't be dismissed. Marcus, do you want to go through the variable numbers here? Because I'm sure that if people are looking at this, they're going to be looking at the uh, variable idea numbers as an option. So let's go through them and let's show the difference between your numbers and my numbers and what possible payments could be like. Sure. I mean, this is obviously the kind of simplest option to analyze, right? Like on a conservative viewpoint of what's going to happen with interest rates, your variable rate product over the next three years is going to be somewhere between six and a quarter and five and a quarter. So you can see right now, like our expectation being that we increase interest rates by 25 basis points. We leave them there for another year or so, and then we start dropping. But over the next 36 months, we only see about one percentage point come off on interest rates. That translates into a monthly payment of between $4,800 and $5,400 and annual interest payments of between $58,000 and $52,000 a year. So let's chart that one. So when we compare both the conservative trajectory of interest rate declines and the optimistic viewpoint against that three-year rate, you can see that there are savings by taking the three-year fixed rate against that variable rate product. On the three-year product, you are saving 1.5% against the conservative viewpoint on interest rate drops, and you are losing 2.1% against the optimistic viewpoint of interest rate drops. So if you're sitting at home right now wondering what product to take, the total on the three-year, so that the differential between a conservative approach and the three-year fixed rate, and 
an optimistic approach and that three-year fixed rate. What I've done is I've taken those two numbers. So the net savings associated with taking a conservative approach and getting a variable rate mortgage versus a three-year fixed and the differential between taking a variable rate mortgage on the optimistic approach and that three-year fixed. So we know if we have a conservative trajectory on interest rates, you will save about one and a half percent by taking a three-year fixed. If we have an optimistic trajectory on interest rate changes, you will lose 2.1%. So if I take both of those numbers and add them together to figure out the variance between optimistic and conservative combined against that three-year product, it's 30 basis points. It's so tight to where that three-year fixed rate is I don't know if it pays to gamble on anything other than the three-year fixed rate. Everyone is going to have their own opinion on where interest rates are going. And like we said, it's a fool's errand to try to predict interest rates this far out, which is why, Matt, you and I are suited for this. Perfect. So, But if you are biased towards interest rates falling more dramatically sooner, our optimistic viewpoint, then you want to take a two-year rate. If you are biased towards them being higher for longer, then you want to take a three-year rate. And if you are of the opinion that interest rates, the new normal is going to be higher interest rates, you need to take a five-year fixed rate. So it really does come down to your personal thoughts on what will happen with interest rates because nobody knows. We're giving you our best guess. We're taking information that we're reading from forward treasury yields and bond yields in Canada. We're taking you know information on what we're seeing as differentials between different yielding curves on maturing bonds in order to infer where interest rates are going. And we've done our best to give a conservative and an optimistic guideline for that. And based on our guidelines and our thoughts as to where interest rates are going, that three-year fixed, let's pull up the the tile for the three-year fixed, that three-year fixed at five and a half percent saves you immediately, whether you're of the optimistic approach or the conservative approach, 70 to 50 basis points today and leaves you comfortable for three years. Now, a lot of people are in these variable rate mortgages right now where the variable rate mortgage is prime minus 50 and their mortgage is uninsured. You should be looking at converting to a three-year fixed rate. People that are coming up for maturity and have a little more time, it's a gamble because if interest rates increase by another 25 basis points, this three-year fixed rate is going to go up. So you need to consider what may happen with the Bank of Canada. If we continue to see downward pressure on bond yields, this three-year fixed rate could get better, which further solidifies the case for a three-year fixed rate. Yesterday, we saw the CPI numbers come out lower than what was anticipated. That's an argument for waiting just a little bit longer to lock into that three-year fixed rate, but doesn't hurt you to call and get a pre-approval or a locked-in rate on a three-year and have the option 90, 120 days out to decide between whatever the prevailing three-year rate at that time is and the three-year rate that you've already got locked in. So I would say it's a critical time for your mortgage right now. You should be looking at all of your options. You should be weighing them just as we are weighing them here. And you should be thinking about what your opinion is as to where interest rates are going. We've read and we've digested a lot of information for you. We're presenting it to you as best we can, but it is still a decision as to how much risk you want to take on in your mortgage. If you have an idea for content that you want to see or questions that you may have, leave them below and we can do our next show just for you. 